back to the Scouting Guide podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the Mary Badge books that Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we're going to be reading the Personal Management Merit Badge book. If you're following along, we are on page 40. Now, let's begin. Borrowing money. At some point in your life, you may need to borrow money, whether it is to buy a car, a house, or just to pay off a college education. When you borrow money to buy something, you are buying it in credit which is another way of saying that you took out a loan. Maybe you've borrowed money from a friend or a family member and repaid it in a day or two. If you could not pay back in the sum of one payment, you might have made smaller regular payments called insta-limits. If you borrowed $10, for example, perhaps you repaid over a month for $2.50 a week. This type of borrowing is straightforward because you pay back the exact amount you loaned to you. However, most loans require that you pay back not only what you borrowed, also known as the principal, but also a finance charge, also known as interest. Leaders, such as banks, charges borrowers for the privilege of temporarily using the lender's money. Remember, the bank may pay interest on your savings account, but you are letting the bank use your money. The total finance charge depends on several factors. 1. The amount you borrow. 2. The amount of fees charged by the lender. 3. The interest rate, which is generally a percentage of the principal. For example, if you borrow $10 at 5% interest, you would pay back 10 plus 50 cents. 4. How long does it take to repay the loan? Naturally, it is better to save money in order to make purchases without borrowing money. Paying finance charges adds to the real cost of the item you are buying, but sometimes it is very difficult to save enough money to pay for expensive items, such as a car, a house, or college tuition, and you have to borrow it when... It is time for you to borrow. The following tips will help you reduce your costs. Shop around. Different lenders charge different interest rates. An interest rate that is just 1% point lower can provide stabilizing changes. Compare the annual percentage rate, or the APR for short. Not just the simple interest rate. The APR reflects the true percentage rate of a loan because it takes into account various fees and other costs over a year. The APR is always higher than the simple interest on a loan unless there are no additional fees or other charges. While loans may include fees and other costs in the APR calculation, credit cards normally do not so. As a result, the APR for credit cards does not accurately reflect the total amount you must repay. Ask what the total cost was of the loan will be, in dollars and cents. The lender must disclose this. Find out the amount of any and all fees. Fees add up quickly, and you can generally increase the cost of a loan. Do not always choose the loan with the lowest payment. A lower payment might mean a longer payment period. The longer you take to repay a loan, the more you will pay in total interest charges. If you take five years to pay off a car loan instead of three, you could pay 6% interest on more, sorry, 60% more in interest. Ask if there's a charge for paying off the loan early. For example, paying off a three-year loan in two years, try to get loans that do not penalize you for repaying the balance early. Paying off the loan early can save you interest payments. Before you know, before you borrow, the lender will check on you, just as you should check on the lender. The lender must be confident that you have the ability to repay the loan. You probably will need to prove that you have a steady income and show that you paid, and if you borrowed money before, you will need to show that you paid it back. The lender might also ask for references. These are people or businesses that will state you are trustworthy. In some cases, a loan must be secured. This means that if you fail to make payments, the lender can take possession of whatever you bought with the money you borrowed, such as a car or a house. Credit cards. A credit card is a form of loan, just as you borrowed cash from a bank. 
It can be a convenient substitute for carrying checks or large amount of cash, and especially useful in emergencies. However, because credit cards do not seem like real money and are easy to use, people often buy items that they cannot afford and that they cannot pay for when the credit card bills do. In fact, credit cards do represent real money, and using them unwisely can lead to financial difficulties. A credit card, issued by a bank or credit card company, can be used to pay for any product or service as long as the seller accepts the card. Not all sellers accept card credit cards, however, or a particular type of credit card. However, in addition, credit cards can have a charge limit, which means you can charge only up to the amount the credit card issue allows. The limit is usually based on your income, credit card history, and other factors that might affect your ability to repay. When you reach your credit card limit, you must stop using the credit card until you pay off at least some of the accumulated debt. When you're using your credit card to buy something, a process called charging, the salesperson swipes the card through an electronic card reader to make sure your credit is good. Once your credit is confirmed, the salesperson gives you a slip of paper to sign, which is your agreement to repay the loan. The store receives payment from the bank that issued the credit card, and the bank collects the cost of the purchase from you, from you. You are billed each month for the total amount charged. You must pay the minimum amount, amount stated on the bill each month. If you do not repay the entire balance, instead of paying monthly, if you do only part of it, a finance charge will be added to the unpaid balance. This can be expensive because the annual interest rate can be at 18% or more. The longer it takes to pay off the balance, the more costly the item you bought becomes credit. Cards look like and can be used in much the same way as debit cards and charge cards. Because a debit card is connected to your checking account, the cost of any purchase you make with it are automatically deducted from your checking account. A charge card works somewhat like a credit card, except that the balance of your charge card must be paid in fully by the payment date. However, because the balance is paid in full, no interest is charged. A charge card is a good option for those who want to build their credit and learn to be responsible for handling credit cards without letting it get out of hand. Credit Record When you begin using a credit card, or whenever you take out a loan from the bank, you will begin building a credit record. A history of how well you paid your bills. It is much like the history of a baseball player's career. If you trade baseball cards, you know that a player's playing history usually is recorded on the back of the card. You can tell at a glance whether a player is a good hitter, pitcher, or fielder. Companies called the credit bureaus keep track of the credit history of individuals. Your history will tell whether you are good at paying back your debts. Anyone offering credit for you likely will check the credit bureaus to see if you have paid your bills promptly. People who do not use credit cards responsibly can get into some serious debt. Some people are used to much credit and OU might not be given additional credits. Some businesses, including potential employers, also might check credit histories and payments to maintain a good credit history by paying your bills on time. If you do not get into debt problems, here are some tips to help reduce or eliminate debt. Stop buying things you don't need. See what you can do without for a while. Some examples are movies, video games, and snacks. Pay for cash for purchases. Do not change anything. Perform plastic surgery. Cut up your credit cards if you cannot stop using them. Make a budget to track your income and expenses. Try to earn more money to help pay off debts. Planning your time. It is important to learn to manage time just have you learned to manage money, carefully and with thought. As you have time to take responsibility for yourself in managing your 
The same time amount each day. We spend it the way we choose. If we spend time more wisely, it can pay dividends, just as an investment does. Many people do not realize it, but by using time more efficiently, they can reduce stress, be more productive, and usually have more time to relax and enjoy life. There is no perfect way to balance your time, but there are a number of plans. These plans often direct you to charge how you think, act, and use your time. You will discover that by organizing your life and time, sometimes in little ways, you can spend your time more wisely. Setting goals. Sometimes it might seem that you do not have enough time in the amount of time that you did when you were younger, but you had the same number of hours in a day than as you do now. You just had fewer things to do. To make the most of your time, you be must as you become busier, set goals, just as you do to manage your money. Plan the activities you need to do and want to do, and then determine how to accomplish them. Doing this can go a long way towards helping you use the time more efficiently. To get started, list your short-term and long-term goals. Short-term goals are those things that you want or need to do today, tomorrow, or in the next week. They might include finishing a homework assignment, doing a troop meeting, or going to basketball practice, etc. Long-term goals are things that you want to accomplish over the next several weeks, several months, or years. This could include writing a term paper, earning two or three merit badges, learning a foreign language, or playing a musical instrument, or studying subjects that will help you in a career. Be specific about what you want to do, such as completing two merit badges and when you'll do it, including the number of days, weeks, or months. Estimate how long it might take in hours and how are you going to accomplish it, such as setting aside a set number of hours each day or each weekend. When planning, start it at the end of the result and work backwards. This will get you a better idea of how long it will take to reach the goal. Writing down your goals helps you see what and how much you need to do. Pin your list of long-term goals to a bulletin board or in some other prominent location. List your short-range goals on a calendar or some other daily organizer. This is your quote-unquote to-do list for the week. Today, for example, you might need to read a chapter in one of your school books or go to sports practice, and then study for your test in another school subject. Do not limit your choices of goals and activities, just write them all down. Then, use this section to help you figure out which ones deserve your most time and help you schedule those activities. Setting Priorities Because we do not have time to do everything we need or want to do, it is important to set priorities. You've already learned something about priorities when you set your goals. By deciding what you most want to do in the future, you decide many of your most intimate priorities. Some priorities will be obvious, such as homework, going to scout meetings, attending worship service, and getting to work on time. Other priorities will be less clear. Perhaps you want to assemble a plastic model or improve your pitching technique for baseball. Maybe you want to earn two merit badges in a certain time frame. How will you have enough time to do all these activities? Setting priorities will help you determine which goals are most important to you. Study your short-term and long-term lists and ask yourself what you really want or need to do. Each activity, number each item from the most important to the least important, from 1 to 10. For example, with 1 having top priority, then begin to work on the most important items first. You will focus your attention on these before moving to items lower on the priority list. Accomplishing Goals now that you have listed your priorities, it is time to get started on one of the things to do. Getting prepared can be the hardest part. People are most likely to procrastinate or put off tasks when a pro- large project or unpleasant or a deadline is a long time away. One trick is to break down large tasks into smaller ones. 
You can do this when working for on, on a long-term goal. For example, if you have a long-term paper due in six weeks, a break up the task into stages, such as the following. 1. Collect research materials. 2. Take notes on research materials. 3. Organize your notes and write out an outline. 4. Write a first draft. 5. Write a second draft. 6. Prepare the final copy. Set a deadline for each stage and write deadlines on your calendar. For example, you might collect research materials on this week, take notes the next week, and so on. By doing this, the term paper becomes several smaller, more manageable tasks instead of one larger, difficult project. Time-saving tips. These tips can help you manage your time more wisely and spreading yourself too thin and be prepared for unexpected delays or emergencies. Reward yourself for accomplishing tasks along the way. Tell yourself how you will get a snack. Call a friend, shoot some hoops, or relax for a few minutes after finishing a particular homework assignment or chore. Schedule some relaxation time. Each day, avoid filling each minute of the day with a task. Everyone needs a little time to relax. Watching TV, read, play a game, or simply do nothing. Schedule an quote-unquote emergency time. Activities often take larger than planned and sometimes unexpected things happen. When you plan your day schedule, a little extra time to use in case you get behind. Check off each item as you complete it so that you can save your progress. This is especially helpful when you break down a large project into smaller ones. Try to schedule the most difficult task for the time of day when you are the most productive. Some people are more productive in the morning, and others are more productive in the afternoon or evening. Be flexible and make adjustments if necessary. Ask for help or directions. If you are unsure about something, it could save much time. Eliminate low-priority items. Ask yourself, what don't I have time to do? And erase unnecessary tasks from your to-do list. Say no. This could mean saying no to yourself and to family and friends about doing things that might interfere with your work. Commit yourself to do things that you must do or really want to do. Stop often and ask yourself, what is the best use of my time right now? Reevaluate your goals. From time to time, they might seem challenging at the time passes. Planning a project. For a project you undertake, including education or vacation, a plan will help you gain a better understanding of what it will take to accomplish it. Let's say you are organizing a camping trip for your family. First, consider the project scope. What will be the purpose of the goal of your trip? Will you need special equipment or training? How long will the trip be? One day, overnight, or longer? Planning will involve deciding where to go, how you will get there, and how long it will take to travel there. What kind of activities do your family members like? You probably will want to go to a place where you can do these activities, or maybe your family wants a new adventure. You will also need to determine the best season to go and, if possible, see what long-range weather forecast will be. For example, if your main goal is to go hiking, bird-watching, or to visit a natural or historical site, then you and your family will probably want to stay at one location. The equipment needed probably will not include more than hiking or walking shoes, maybe binoculars and appropriate clothing. However, a camping trip might include more activities such as a canoeing, rappelling, backpacking, bicycling, cycling, or a collective specimen of rocks and flowers. Those activities require special training and or special equipment. Also, a camping trip probably will be longer than a day or two and might involve changing your campsite location once or twice. Check out the various options for places to stay and know what is required to stay there. The National Park Service, State and Country Parks, and Recreation Departments 
the Forest Service Army Corps of Engineers, or the Bureau of Land Management administers made camping sites. Some sites may be privately owned or require reservations. And find out what facilities are available, such as restrooms, shower, portable water, picnic tables, electricity, types of shelters, phones, and whether campfires are allowed or not. You can find out this information on the internet and camp in guidebooks or by phone. Next, determine the type of and how many clothes you will need on the trip. Checking the weather forecast will help you to decide what clothing and other gear you may need. You will also need a plan for how much food, water, personal hygiene, and first aid supplies, cooking utensils, maps, and other gears you must take. Make a list and check each item off as you pack it. The length and destination of your trip, as well as the activities you plan to do, will be determined in part of your trip budget and the time you have. You might discover that the trip you want to take could cost more than you can afford, in which case you will have to decide what activities or equipment to subtract. Among the trip's expenses will be fees for camping and or activities you plan to do. Other expenses will include the cost of any special equipment, travel, food, and other supplies, and any other required permits. You might not have enough time to do all the activities you have planned. You will need to prioritize these things you really want to do and oppose to the things that you would like to do. The more planning you do for a project, the less likely it will be that you will encounter surprises. However, it would be worth it to develop a backup plan in case something changes, such as the weather conditions in the area you plan to visit. Thank you for listening to part 3 of the Personal Management Merit Badge Book reading.